Welcome to Arrow Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm okay. I'm suffering from hay fever a bit. Um, oh no. But that's to be expected. It continues to be hot and I can't wait for it to be September, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of in the eye of the storm between two heat waves currently. It's, uh, it's awful. <laughs> Pretty awful. The planet is dying, and also I'm very sweaty and uncomfortable, so uh, who's the real victim? <laughs> All of us, really, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who lives and breathes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm uh, constantly, constantly a little damp, and my nose and eyes won't stop streaming. But other than that, I'm doing great. Good, good, good. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, just, just getting on with things. Getting on with things. Trying to, trying to exist. Uh, yeah, still haven't <laughs> successfully purchased a house. It's uh, it's a saga. These things take up take up so much time. It's like it's just yeah, doing head in now. I'm just like I don't know. I mean, even even when the whole process goes smoothly, it still takes yeah, wh- absolutely ages. So. Which is which it is like. There's no issues anywhere. It just seemingly takes forever for solicitors to go back and forth with each other and yeah, yeah, answer questions, but. I don't know, hopefully, hopefully end of this month we'll be in. Hell yeah. Which is what I was saying last month, but <laughs> we'll see, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it kind of just happens. You get a bank says, yes, we'll give you this money, and then you tell the people who own the house, I have this money, and they go, sure. And then two months pass, and nothing changes. So Yeah. But at least you'll oh, pass well. that home at some point, probably, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, I can see it. I see it happening next couple of weeks. Uh, just, yeah. Just so, yeah, just kind of like living day to day until until I kind of know what's going on, going on with that. I got like most of my house packed up into boxes. Like, pretty much all my magic cards are packed away into boxes and I have no idea where they are. I've got like a Pioneer deck, a Modern deck, a Legacy deck out, and then. Well, that's no different. <laughs> that's to everything else. Hmm? Do you really know where any of your magic cards are at any given time? Uh, I mean, I, I knew they were on a shelf <laughs> or near count. to my person. That <laughs> <laughs> they were on a shelf. <laughs> now they're just... I don't even know which room they're in now. Like, <laughs> No, things are good. Things are good. How has your, 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 I guess, your time in Magic been since we last spoke? <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, You've been playing? Uh, I played uh, a Pioneer winner box. Oh, how uh, did that go? Oh, poorly. Um, oh, no. Wasn't very well attended, and I was playing a deck that uh, isn't very good. I was trying to find something... Um, to play a Pioneer that kind of spoke to me because I think the format's trash and don't like any of the decks. Oh, the format's awesome. It's really not. It's just, it's just uh, mid-range piles, blue-white control, and mm-hmm. aggro decks, and it's extremely boring to me personally. Like, it doesn't fit my playstyle, like, at all. We're just playing a bunch of clunkers, and the best decks in the format are playing cards of extremely questionable quality. I imagine in, like, five or so years, Pioneer will be uh, really enticing, but at the moment, just the general card quality is so low that I find it really hard to enjoy the format. Um, yeah, I just love like just draw go blue white control mirrors. That's that's me very happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think blue white control is one of the most compelling decks in the format currently. Um, yep. And then we found uh, a Jeskai Ascendancy build that was like wasn't the green version. It was Emery Moxambo. Um, yeah, yeah, with uh, Ledger Shredder, and you go yeah, you go hasty. Master Ledger Shredder on turn three. Yeah, so the the, the thing was yeah, the Ledger Shredder sweet. 
was just like it was kind of the draw of that that you have this this two drop that um that sort of helps you bridge the mid game if you can't find the combo um, yeah but it turns out every deck's playing four portable holes and it's really hard to keep a creature in play <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that went about so I think I got the buy round one and then lost to red white heroic okay yeah because um, it's just too fast uh, and then lost yeah. to dinosaur tribal <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah uh, registrar alpha on turn four is a hell of a card um, yeah I can imagine and then I beat Eldrazi stuff? Like yeah, your, your meta sounds completely different to mine, so yeah, yeah, maybe we have completely different scopes on the format. Yeah, I was excited about the Jessica Sanity deck. Um, but it's so basically, uh, Monogreen Devotion at the Khan deck is a buy. Is a buy for the deck. Like, basically, you can't yeah. lose. And it's, it's, it's even easy to beat Resolved Khan plus a couple of hate pieces from the sideboard. Um, and then Blowet Control is nearly impossible. Uh, aggro decks are nearly impossible, so uh, I think think the deck might just be bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 very much seems like one of those decks that like in in the right hands, like you're just gonna just absolutely scam some tournaments. But like unless yeah, unless sure. you're somebody who's just had the reps of the deck and is a very good, very proficient combo player, which you know, I'm not saying saying you're not, but there's 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 you know those people who only play that type of combo deck you can just just clean up an event i think in in those kind of hands it's a fantastic deck uh, but for most people it's yeah it's just not going to perform i don't think yeah i think in the right meta game as well it's it's a decent yeah call. for sure um yeah but yeah it just it folds to both control and aggro so <laughs> i really <laughs> think it's a good choice um but i think i've i think i'm settled on lotus field combo because i think i'm settled on in Pioneer, trying to do the most unfair thing I can, which is generally yeah. true of most formats. I think it's the best thing to be doing if you want to win games is doing the most unfair thing you can. And Lotus Field is pretty much the most unfair thing you're allowed to do. Because they yeah, I think so. Every it's, other it's the it's, yeah, it's, it's it's the one combo deck. Well, I guess the one solid combo deck that we're allowed to play in the format. So yeah, I think it's a good call, definitely. Yeah, and then it's really fun, and really sweet to play. Um, yeah, and it's the, the only other deck apart from the control in the format that doesn't make me want to rip out my idols. Yeah. I, just, I can't because you know there's been a bunch of people just grinding pioneer RCQs recently, and I I really can't imagine finding any joy grinding that format, playing that format every weekend and doing testing for it. It just it seems miserable. Maybe people are enjoying it, but yeah, I, I'm certainly enjoying it. Yeah, but you're playing one of the good decks. I mean, it wasn't last time I played it, but yeah. <laughs> sure, I, I yeah, do yeah. own four, wand four Wandering Emperors now, so yeah, I'm playing a good deck now. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I played that. Um, was was kind of miserable, but fine. It was a nice day out. Sweet. Uh, I've got a pretty busy month coming up. So, aside from last weekend, I've got uh, an event to play every weekend in August. Oh, nice. Which is sweet. So we've got um, London Legacy Monthly. Coming this weekend. Yep. Driving down for that, I've got, I can never remember the name of it, but uh, a legacy event in Bristol the weekend after that. And then we're running a, a legacy winner box uh, the weekend after at the store. And then awesome. the next day we have our RCQ. So nice. It's a bit awesome awesome. stuff going on. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy month. 
I'm going to be extremely tired. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just going to play a bunch of Legacy and just have fun. This is the main plan. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, have you played much magic? Yeah, recently? definitely. Um, you're going to be incredibly disappointed with me. But I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if you are. But if you say true. I'm... <laughs> Oh no, I'm back on the uh, on the Magic Arena train. Oh Christ, I know. Oh God. Yeah, so they uh, they released Explorer Anthology Number One, and in that anthology was uh, was everybody's favourite Sea Drino. Oh okay. Yeah, so I I, I brewed a, uh, an Abzan Blink deck for Explorer, and I have been winning more games than I've losing, and I've certainly been having a lot more fun than I should have. It's uh. It's incredible, like Sea Drino plus Charming Prince plus Yorian. Like, <laughs> I'm just doing, I'm just doing, just horrible, horrible things like that. And it's, uh, oh, I love it. Like casting Sea Drinos is so good. It just feels so good. Yeah, it sounds like you're playing Magic like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. What, so what is what's Ex- Explorer Anthology? So Explorer is the is <laughs> it's another fake in between format. So. <laughs> It, for, for some reason, they just—I think they're—they're slowly—they're slow rolling the, the pioneer rollout on Arena, trying to milk it for as much as they can. I think really. Um, mm-hmm. So we we have Explorer, which is the in-between format. It's all of the cards that are legal in Pioneer that are on Arena, um, and then they're going to be releasing anthologies to put uh, to put those cards into. Uh, into arena put them into the format so while we're getting new cards through standard we're also retroactively getting them through uh, the explorer anthology as well so the explorer anthology we got uh favorite polite kalitas mausoleum wanderer supreme verdict team of battle rage slaughter games shadowborn apostle for some reason uh elvish mystic titan strength battlewise hoplite Searing Blood and Soul Artifact, Back to Nature, Darksteel Citadel, Siege Rhino, Rally the Ancestors, Alicia Who Smiles at Death, Tainted Remedy, Hangerback Walker, and Tireless Tracker. Boy, some of those are really unplayable, huh? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's a very strange mix of like, oh, here's a handful of cards that never saw any play, and then here's a bunch of like great cards to finish off your decks to make like actual full pioneer decks in the format now that completely outclass everything else. So call me cynical, but this just seems like a, here are some new toys that are maybe good enough now, but definitely won't be good enough when Pioneer's fully there on the format, so you have to spend some wild cards to buy these cards that you'll never actually use once Pioneer Oh, ab- absolutely. Okay, absolutely, great. yeah. It's, it's, why, it's why I think they're doing like the, like the slow roll, because they're just trying to milk it for as much as they can, money-wise. Sure. But, you know, we do have some th- good things in there, like Supreme Verdict being in there is very good, Mausoleum Wanderer means sp- Mono Blue Spirits. You can have mono blue spirits exactly the same as it is in in actual pioneer. You can have blue white control exactly the same as it is in actual pioneer. Uh, the unsold okay. deck is in there now and it's pretty good. That's There's a, like the power prowess deck is reasonable. Uh, mono green, I guess is is it's getting there. It's getting there. So like yeah, there's a good handful of cards, but it's it's definitely still not quite pioneer. I just wish they would bring the format to uh, to arena. Yeah, maybe I'll re-download Arena. I lost conviction in that, as as, as I was saying it. Um. Yeah, I, <laughs> that was it too. It's like I I I'd completely fallen off. It's like like I don't really care about it anymore. And then all it took was a rhino. 
<laughs> and then the uh, and then the second drive. rhino, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. <sighs> just blinking seed rhinos with Yorian. That's 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 my life. It's so good. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? You, your life would be resolving seed rhinos. Hell yeah! <laughs> that's the least you card I can possibly imagine. I know. I just it's just the just the nostalgia that comes with it. Really. I mean, it's yeah. it's not a good deck. Like I'm I'm not going to get into mythic with this deck, but. As long as my win rate stays over fifty percent, which it has done, yeah, yeah, that's me, me happy enough. For I'll sure. happily steal some wins. <laughs> Sweet. S- yeah, I'm surprised you're not trying to make some kind of bullshit terrible combo deck work. That sounds more your speed. But... Nah, they they banned them. I mean, we haven't got some of the pieces. Like we haven't got like Jeskai Ascendancy or any of the, the fun things to do anything like that yet. Um, so yeah. Until then, I guess I'm just casting Siege Rhinos. Sick. Well, I imagine they'll try and ban all the combat decks fully out before that, once they're on yeah. Arena, because I imagine resolving Jeskai Ascendancy triggers on Arena is uh, miserable. <laughs> Break your PC. Yeah. <laughs> Make your phone explode. Yeah, I guess I guess <laughs> casting Hidden Strings on a Lotus Field is probably okay on Arena. It's probably not too heinous. Yeah. But yeah, consistently yeah, tapping every to cast a Mox Amber with Jeskai 17 plays. That's like, <laughs> your computer might just shut down. Yeah, I mean, it. I have issues with Paradox Engine sometimes. Paradox en- Engine Emery plus Mox Amber makes some, uh, makes some awful noises from my PC. <laughs> so I'm sure Jeskai Ascendancy would do very similar things there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got to draw cards at the same time, Jesus. Hell yeah, I put counters on things. Oh god. Anyway, enough arena talk. We've got some exciting things to talk about this week. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a preview stream, because the ever-continuous preview hype train must continue. It is the uh, we got a preview stream for Dominaria United, which will be out in, like, four weeks' time. Yeah, I've just, I was just informed today that the Dominaria United pre-release is on the 2nd of September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we are going back to Dominaria, and I I'm incredibly excited for it. Um, I think the the last set that we had in Dominaria, the self-titled Dominaria, was uh, was one of my all-time favorite sets. It's probably still is my all-time favorite limited set. I just thought pretty much everything about that set was perfect. I introduced like a, a bunch of cool things, like having like the the cool, playable, powerful, but not broken legends like un- uh, uh, uncommon for, for limited was really cool i really enjoyed that a lot and then like bringing sagas to the game has just been a real game changer and I, yeah yeah still one of my, my favorite modern magic designs by far yeah they had a lot of a bunch of cool designs a bunch of sweet lore despite the fact that um as as well recommended on this podcast at the time the stories were shit uh, <laughs> hey slimefoot waved fucking he surely did he really did oh wave. do you think slimefoot's coming back oh god i hope so i do love a slimefoot yeah, everyone, everyone loves. Yeah, they can't, that. they can't kill Slimefoot. Imagine the uproar. Uh, but then they'll turn him into another Fibblefip, and they'll just kill the joke, and it won't be good anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess this time you'll be one green blue, and you'll gain three <laughs> life and draw a card and put a land into play. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like a twelve, twelve now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean Slimefoot was a cool character. Um, yeah, I like Slimefoot. But I mean, a lot of the a lot of the splash art we've got for um, for Dominaria United is extremely cool, um, mm. with some good characters. Everyone's favourite Teferi oh, is back. Um, Joder is apparently a character we care about now. 
Uh, yeah, we've got the, the crew of the Weatherlighter back. We've got Khan back. Uh, obviously, splash out from, from the products. We've got um, Dominaria United collector boosters. On the front of that, we have Braids, uh, who now has multiple... I was going to say now has multiple arms, but I'm sure Braids always <laughs> have multiple Sorry. arms. That's very good. <laughs> Two is a multiple, yeah. <laughs> Two is a multiple, yeah. Uh, no, we have a, a we have an, at least four armed Braids on the uh, the collector booster box. Yeah. Uh, Dominaria United draft booster box. We've got the crew of the weather out there. Uh, Joda, Khan, and... It's not uh, Sissi, so I can't remember her name. She's is Shana? Shana. Or is it Donatha? It's Shana, I think. Looks like Shana. The green-white one, right? From the original Dominaria. It is, yeah, it is, it is Shana, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dominaria United set booster box. We have Liliana and Ajani. So, number two beloved planeswalkers there. Uh-huh. And then we also have Dominaria United jumpstart boosters. Uh, jumpstart, uh, stop it. I have a baby dinosaur and a big gorilla with an axe on it, so <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> the excitement falling off a cliff there. <laughs> no, no. The braids, we're looking, looking like Phyrexian. Ooh, the crew of the weatherlight. Ooh, Liliana and Ajani. Oh god, a baby dragon and a gorilla with an axe? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming I complained about this at the time, but we now get a jumpstart product for every standard set release, which is... Um, and insane. more, and more. Oh, that was that was something off. which we discovered on the uh, on the stream, which I didn't even, which I hadn't realised. I thought that we were just going to be getting uh, jumpstart. Jumpstart was just going to be for every standard set going forward, but no, there is actually going to be a jumpstart annual product as well. Kill me. <laughs> I just uh, did, did Wizards of the Coast not realise the reason Jumpstart was successful was because it had busted Legacy and Commander cards in it, not because it was a good product. I, it was successful because it was like because it had Avasaur Shepherd. Successful because it was incredibly scarce because there was a pandemic on, so nobody could buy it. So if yeah. you could get your hands on like any, you, it was yeah. But it was it, it, it was a good yeah, product because know. it had like Avasaur Shepherd and Muxus and whatever the fuck in it that were like legacy playable cards. Tiny bones. And then, yeah, and then had like commander cards like Tiny Bones, and then had like Crayhoof Behemoth Oracle and Moldiris reprints and whatever. That's the, it's not because people were jamming loads of games of Jumpstart. I, I, I do think I do think it is a good product. I, I do understand that the, the niche that it fills. It it just feels like a lot. Like like I definitely did think that we were gonna get a, a jumpstart set with every standard set and that and that was gonna be it. And I thought, well fair enough. You 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 know we talked about the other week we talked about like how it's it's difficult to find that sort of new player introductory product yeah. we've tried planeswalker decks we've tried intro decks we've tried xyz and nothing feels quite right but hey jump start really straightforward open a couple of packs shuffle them together off you go there's your game it'll be different every time you smash up two two packs of boosters that i think feel like that encompasses a bunch of different types of magic but not in like an overly complex way so i think it is a great product for newer and more casual players but yeah we're getting one for every standard set that's cool but then we're also getting jumpstart 2022 which comes out in december for some reason and it just isn't tied to a standard set it's just it's just its own thing cool i just don't get it neither do i and i never will and that's fine yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. Not everything is for me, and when I say not everything, I mean everything isn't for me. 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I think that's something that we are seeing with, with Dominaria United, uh, I think already. Um, it looks like this is going to be one of the sets where there is a lot of different things for a lot of different players. And I guess the the, the one thing, I, I think we, if we just bury the lead, and the one thing I, I am super, super excited for is the Lost Legends. Yeah. So we speculated and, and we we talked about it briefly um, that there were some rumours going around that there was there was talk of Wizards of the Coast doing something similar to what they did with Zendikar. The original Zendikar came out and they had hidden treasures where you could you could open uh, a whole bunch of old original cards in Zendikar booster packs and the first wave of uh, original Zendikar. Uh, Wizards of the Coast had at the time purchased old cards in the secondary market, seeded them in booster packs and yeah, there were stories of people opening up like Power 9 at the pre-release or like Tabernacle or Library of Alexandria and loads of really cool cool like old things and that was not something that I ever really thought they would do again um, especially given that the way the secondary market is and prices these days it would it would be just so incredibly difficult and not very profitable at all for the coast to be purchasing secondary or I guess cards in the secondary market like that I feel like it would be probably picked up on as well by sellers in in the I guess big sellers in the community too and you know it would have leaked more than it did uh, but yeah we did quite near the start of the stream we got a, a video about the lost legends where Wizards of the Coast uh, said that one of the warehouses uh, where they have some of their products that was closing down, they sent someone out to, to go do an inventory check on the warehouse when it was closing, and then they found some booster boxes of legends in that warehouse, and they've decided to put those cards into collector boosters. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh... They just happen to find a bunch of cards. I mean, there are some cards uh, that aren't being put in there. Yeah. The boosters, and I wonder what happened to those cards if they get opened. But, yeah. Uh, so, so there, there's <laughs> legends. Legends has has a known issue with them. Um, so there was there was an issue. There was a collation issue with um, one of the I believe it was the second print run, run of legends where half of a half of a print run only contained half of the uncommons in the set and the other one only contained the other half of the uncommons in the set uh, at the time wizards ran like an exchange program so you could you could send them surplus legends cards that you had from either list a or list b and then they would send you the corresponding cards from that other list back so i i think that this this appears to be the the list b from that time so all, all the the post up a list of, of cards which won't appear in collector boosters and all of them are on the list a from uh, from the legends exchange program so i i think it's i think it's it's a wave or part of that wave which had the collation issue um so there's there's a good whole bunch of cards that just weren't opened so that makes me think it's it's those boxes uh, and then of course there is a another 10 or so cards which uh, will not be in collector boosters that may have been opened for uh, for a, <laughs> a number of reasons. So it's the cards that were banned during 2020 for sensitivity, let's say sensitivity reasons. That'll be fair to put it that way. Yeah, and cards illustrated by an actual white supremacist. Yeah, which is fair yeah. enough. Which is a shame because you know, Legends Summer Libraries sure are nice. 
but they sure were yeah. drawn by a Nazi. So I understand why we're not why we're not giving those cards out to players. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I I think this is super cool. I really like this. Yeah, I've genuinely been because I'm an idiot toying with the idea of buying a collector box. Oh, I'm 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 going to. Sweet. I'm going to. Sweet. For the you know for the gonna gonna take the gamble like, which is is stupid and that's all it is. It it's it's a you know it's a it's a cool marketing stunt. That's all it is. Like if they've said that like three percent of collectors boosters contain a legends card. Yeah. So it's like incredibly incredibly small chance of like opening a legends card. And then it's just like it's 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 a legends card, so it, it, you're not guaranteed to to open a, a rare or uncommon or anything. You could just open a bad bad card. But what if you open a tabernacle? You could. There's a genuine chance you could. I mean, there's a there's a it's an incredibly small chance that that you would. But that's the thing. It's like if if you wanna if you just wanna open legends cards, like you're better off spending the money on a Legends booster pack and then you could have 15 <laughs> Legends cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. 15 bad Legends cards instead of, like, a chance at one bad Legends card. Yeah, I guess it's kind of cool that, like, finally their premium product actually has, like, the chance to open a £4,000 card in it. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of those things as well. Like, I feel... I've seen a lot of people talk about it and, and, and say, like, oh, well, uh, this sucks. They're only going going in collector boosters. Like these should have gone in in draft boosters, or this should have gone in set boosters as well. But I, I think I I agree with that in principle. But I think when you look at the logistics of it, like the the incredibly small amount of like cards that were actually opened that are going into product, yeah, would just it would be minuscule. Like you're putting if three percent of collector boosters contain a legends card. What would the percentage be if they'd gone in draft boosters or set boosters instead? Yeah. Given that there's a hell of a lot more draft boosters and set booster boxes printed than uh, than collector boosters. Yeah, but I want to pay three pound fifty to for the chance to not open a legends card instead of twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I get it, and it, it it would be cool, but it would just like it would it would just kind of feel pointless to me. Like. Yep. You get, oh, I get what zero point zero zero three percent chance of opening like a common, like a wood elemental. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want as a consumer, okay. and I'm right. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think it, it'll be cooler to have them in this, in this, you know, three percent of this product where people will get to open them and share them about on social media so you will you'll get to see these cards being opened you'll get to share in you know the cool experience of seeing these cards opened as opposed to it just it just never happening and probably the bulk of them staying sealed in sealed boxes forever yep it's it's a cool thing and you might open an extremely expensive card in your extremely expensive booster pack so yeah i'm a fan i'm i'm probably yeah. i'm going to buy at least a couple of boosters just cuz again as mentioned before, I'm an idiot. But yeah, same. I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a box. Um, never bought a collector box before. Probably won't ever again. But... Prepare to be disappointed, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. It's it's like the th- thing that we always say. Like we we understand understand what we're getting into. Yeah, it's the same as like like double masters too, or whatever. Like I didn't buy a box of that because it was like no, like there's 
There's nothing that I want in here. Nothing would make me happy if I put, you know, purchasing this box and opening up these cards would not increase anything in my life at all. Like, it, this would not be worth it. I'm so, like, I'm so sorry. You just said the sentence, nothing would make me happy. I'm well, sorry. It wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, opening... Well, I don't know. There's, like, no cards in, from the set that I want. Like, that's sure. Okay, I want a couple more false negations. I could just buy those and then I would have spent more than yeah. I would on the box. Yeah, I mean... Like, if I if I just specifically want to open Legends cards, then yeah, sure, I could, I could buy a Legend. I mean, I don't know if I could buy a Legends booster, but I could probably buy an Italian Legends booster and then give that experience, but there's probably yeah. going to be cool cards in this set. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah, I mean, if, if your happiness is tied to opening the tiny wizard rectangles, then uh, oof, maybe maybe do some soul searching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe things aren't okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna. Open... I have been watching. I have been watching the the rehearsals. I don't really know how to feel about life anymore. Oh, so. okay. I mean, to be fair, you didn't know how to feel about life before that, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You've always been a bit of an existential guy, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this. Incredibly small chance that I'll, I'll open any, any of these cards, but I love that it's a thing. I love that it exists. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll see it. Similar things pop up over over the next year as we go into Magic's thirtieth year. Uh, it would be cool. It would be cool. I have seen a lot of just just nonsense and conspiracy theory about it though which has been incredibly frustrating to uh to see people just like just ejaculate on the internet it's uh it's <laughs> not being a fun time i mean yeah it doesn't matter what the specific topic of conversation is magic players will have the worst hate you've ever read and i'm yeah. sure that's true of every every hobbies community right oh absolutely just, absolutely they will just i've seen some horrendous warhammer takes as well um but yeah, just just ignore them because they, they don't know what they're talking about and they just want to feel heard on the internet. Yeah, that's it. Like anybody anybody who suggests that these cards <laughs> were printed in the year twenty twenty two is not like they're not worth listening to when it comes to anything. When it comes to literally yeah, anything. Yeah, like, yeah. It's <laughs> cut ridiculous. that person out of your life. Like <laughs> <laughs> genuinely. <laughs> yeah, that's it's that's that's ridiculous. that's the level of, of just just complete incorrect they are. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, there's I, no I mean, they're, they're printing moats and tabernacles to put into boost packs. Why yeah, would they, oh no, why would they no. do that? Yeah, no, they they would they would not, and they could not because the card stock that they printed on back then does not exist anymore. Yep, they're complete. No, notice how old border cards in um, mystery booster and the list feel and look completely different to the original cards. Yeah, the card stock is not the same. They, they're completely different items, and you'd know if if they were printed. If you had yeah, definitely a tabernacle printed in the year twenty twenty two, you you tell the difference very easily. And yeah, maybe I that is true, but um, it's not. So never mind. No, it's 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 definitely not. I think even like the whole oh, this is them trying to get around the reserve list by saying they just found the cards when actually they just printed them. Like even if even if if you know you take all that to one side like there's so much that they would have to factor in that like we would know we would know like if they were printing new cards if they were printing the, I guess if they were reprinting those cards 
there has to be new artist contracts drawn up. Like, something would have leaked. Somebody would have known. We would have known a long time ago. But there's, yeah, there's just no way. Like, do I believe that the video is 100% accurate? Like, in, in the telling of the story? Like, no, of course not. It was, it's a, it's a nice PR video for Wizards of the Coast about a, mm-hmm. a cool gimmick they're doing. But I, I, yeah, I, I genuinely believe that they found these booster boxes in a warehouse that was closing down. I suspect it was sometime around late 2017, early 2018, and they've just sort of sat on the product and thought, oh, well, maybe we can see them here. And then done it, but uh, yeah, I, there's no way these are new cards or printed cards or, oh, Wizards of the Coast have a big vault and they knew what these cards were and where they were. Like, uh, yeah, yeah it's very this. it's very level one. Uh, actually, Wizards of the Coast say they don't acknowledge the secondary market, but they clearly do because they put up like it's that kind of fucking argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. The, oh, Wizards of the Coast say they don't acknowledge the secondary market. Like, no, no, they don't. Like, they just they're just legally not allowed to talk about the yeah, prices yeah, yeah. of magic cards, which is a very I've, different. I've thing. stood I've stood and chatted to Mark Rosewater while we were looking at BGS nine point five graded power. Like they they know that they know the secondary market exists. They're allowed yeah. to acknowledge that they, that their cards are worth something. They're just not allowed to say this card is worth this amount of money because then they get in trouble for market manipulation. They say they don't acknowledge the secondary market yet. They put Darkside extortionist in a set. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking moron. Of course. They, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> they didn't. Oh yeah. Anyway, but it's that's it's that level of argument made by those exact same people, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I I I sus- suspect it's stuff like like yeah. So I I say that I I think they found them sort of back end of twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen. Because if you you go back and and look, you see magic fests around that time that Watsy stuff attended. Some of them were given legends packs to give away uh, when they played against people in the Grand Prix. Yeah. Um, there was also Gen Con twenty nineteen, I believe. Um, the first prize at, a, at tournaments there was a box of legends. Yeah, but what if they just printed that box of legends, right? No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. What if they had? Um, I don't know. Magic is full of just people who want to feel like their opinion is big and important. Um, yeah, and that's true. That's it's true. never. It, ne- it never is. Anyone who knows what they're talking about never flexes that knowledge because it doesn't matter. And being extremely unknowledgeable about magic cards is not actually impressive. <laughs> nope. Nope. Like the guy that turned up at the store and handed me the most fake looking beta lotus I've ever seen in my life and pretended like he was shocked when I said that's a fake. Amazing. Because he's clearly the big boy oh. down at his LGS. Um, Amazing. And, you know, all the other people, like the casuals that play there, don't know any better. And they're like, oh, wow, that's cool. And he goes home and masturbates to that thought at night. But actually, he's an idiot. Do, do you get that quite often? People trying to like pass off fake cards as, as yeah. Real like cards? I've had a couple where like it's been like a middling card, like a Liliana Veil or something. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry, yeah, this is yeah. fake. And I'm like, oh, that's. And then they, you can tell their reaction is genuine. And yeah. then you get people who turn up with one of each dual land in uh, impeccable condition. I'm like, these are fake, and they're like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, no, no. They're like, okay, sure. I'm 99.9 percent sure that these are fake magic cards. No, no, no! I definitely bought them from a, from a, from a real guy. Never mind. Anyway, uh, can I sell him this, these bulk rares, please? <laughs> yeah. so, buddy, I just told you that what you thought was three and a half thousand pounds worth of magic cards are worth pennies, and you're not upset. Yep. Very, very suspicious. Yeah, it happens. It happens more often than you'd like, um, but you can always tell. And it's like 
if I if I find a fake in our inventory that's accidentally got there, because you know some fakes, you know they're, they're easy to miss or whatever, or they yeah. they weren't that valuable when we got them, uh, then I just, yeah. I just, Pe- I just people, destroy them. People are human. Yeah, like, like I found a, a a fake Vendivian click, which probably was worth money at some point, but is now we'd sell it for like seven pounds. Yeah, that just ends up in the because you're not. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I'm not taking out the loop to look at seven eight pound magic cards. Um, but yeah, it was quite obviously a fake, so I just destroyed it. But if someone's, I, I, if someone tries to trade in fake magic cards, I should destroy them. But also, I don't want to get into a fist fight with a nerd, so because yeah. <laughs> no one wins. It's just t- two nerds fighting each other doesn't go well. But um, it, yeah, it happens more often than you'd like, and it's very obvious they're trying to scam me out of money. It's very much okay. like they they're just going to go to an LGS and hope that the schmo behind the counter doesn't really know what they're talking about and <laughs> gives them several thousand pounds <laughs> for their very real beta black lotus, uh, <laughs> and then and then they, they accidentally so have a fine line between co- courage and stupidity. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you get like someone who doesn't really know what they're doing, then then yeah. again, if you have someone who's really don't know what they're doing, I, doesn't really know what they're doing, I assume they don't have access to the funds of the LGS to buy your beta black lotus. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Safe to say those people were deeply unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Well, well, we also got some previous some cards from the set as well. Uh, we haven't got that many, but we, we've got a couple of interesting ones, I think. Uh, we have Evolved Sleeper. Uh, it's a black mana for a 1-1 human. It has black. Evolved Sleeper becomes a human cleric with base power and toughness 2-2. Two, two. One the black. If evolved sleeper is a cleric, put a death touch counter on it. It becomes a Phyrexian human cleric with base and power and toughness three three, and one black black. If evolved sleeper is a Phyrexian, put a plus one plus one counter on it. Then you draw a card and you lose one life. So it's cool for law reasons, but not a great magic card. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I love this for cube purposes. I think this is going to be and going to go straight in my cube. I really like. Mm-hmm. Recurable card draw for black. Uh, in terms of will it see play anywhere else? No, but it's it's a super cool card. Yes, I like that. <laughs> I I like that that level up that level up mechanic, which is what this is essentially. Yeah, we we had uh, what's the first one called? I can never remember the the Kithkin one. I can never remember that card. Uh, Figure of Destiny, got it. That's the one, yeah. It's in every bloody master set ever. Yeah, so you got Figure of Destiny, Warden of the First Tree, uh, Ascendant Spirit was the Carl Time one. Yes, and, yeah, that card's good. And now this. So like, they keep doing it, and I kind of like it. This one has an interesting take on it where you can repeatedly activate the final ability to draw cards. Yeah. Uh, and get bigger, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there's no way this card is uh, playable. But it's a cool design, I guess. And uh, Frank's here, back on Dominaria. Ooh. Yeah, it's the first Phyrexian we've had in standard in a in a very long time. Well, that's not unless you count the changelings from. Uh, well, I guess no, you it's not. You've got the Praetors, haven't you? Unless you count all the Praetors yeah. that have the Phyrexian type line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say unless you count the changelings in Cal time, but I guess unless you <laughs> count the actual Phyrexian yeah. in, <laughs> in Cal time. I mean, I guess this is the first like non non Praetor Phyrexian, right? Which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Because before it's just been like a normal set, and then ooh, Varenclex is here. Um, but this is actually like a, a non-Praetor, which is a Phyrexian, so that's cool. Again, I lost conviction of what I was saying. Um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's I, I, love it. I like I like the uh, the name and the art combination as well. Like the the juxtaposition there just really reminds me of the uh, the Resident Sleeper twitchy mode, which is uh, <laughs> quite funny. It's definitely what I'm going to call this card. What a, what a cool <laughs> reference. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watch so much Twitch these days. It's awful. My my brain is broken. It's truly, truly broken. Oh, what's it like being a member of the alt right? There, I, I, there, there are some, there are some prominent leftist streamers on Twitch. Yeah. Not enough. No, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a good contingency here, but uh, no, there should be more. There definitely should be more. It's not getting to that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next up we have a Shivan Devastator, which is just the most red mythic red mythic they've ever printed. Mm-hmm. It's X red for a Dragon Hydra. It's a zero zero. It has flying haste and Shivan Devastator, and it's the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters on it. Yeah, it's big. It's or yeah. small. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's any size you want it it's to be. It's either a two mana one one with flying and haste. That's truly truly awful. Or uh, An it's eleven mana ten ten. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. Uh, yeah. This card. I mean, look. It's it's a bad card, right? It's, we all know this is a bad card, I but I love this because this is just the most red mythic they've ever printed. It's like, <laughs> what if Comet Storm, but also Glorybringer. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I th- I think it's Storm Breath Dragon. I haven't bad. cared about Standard in uh, five six years. And never will again. But this is the kind of card you want to want for your mono red deck, right? That fits at every point on the curve. It's like oh, absolutely! It's a yeah. glory bringer that you can cast at any point and will just win games. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's, it's. I like just how clean the design is. It's just. It's a big boy that attack. And that's yeah. that's what I like. We don't need complexity and nonsense to have extremely powerful cards. Like not every like powerful. I'm not saying this is extremely powerful, but like. We don't need every powerful mythic to be Omnath or Oro, right? It, oh, it can just, it can just yeah. be a gigantic boy that you pay all your mana to cast, and that's yeah. That's I'd cool. much, I'd much rather see the stuff like this than just like an abundance of heroes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's cool. But no, and interesting I, I do, I do, open, but also isn't an absolute headache to resolve. Yeah. No, I, I do think you're right in terms of, of standard. It's going to see play in whatever the mono red deck is. Like definitely. Um, yeah, because you're anywhere on the curve. Like, any time in the game you draw this, you're probably going to play it in that deck. You draw it late in the game, fantastic. Which is, is, is usually Mono Red's problem. Like, you you draw, like, your, your cheap creatures late in the game, they don't do anything. You draw this late in the game, there you go. You've got a huge dragon that they're probably not going to have an answer to. Or yeah. anything to block with. I am kind of surprised it doesn't have trample. It is 2022, yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't have trample, but... Um... Yeah, it's not, it's not green, though, is it? I mean, it's a Hydra. Mm, that's true. Like a non-green hydra. It's true. It is the, the first uh, the first dragon hydra that we've had as well in the game. Ever? Yes. Oh, surprising. It's a cool one. Uh, it's a Timmy, Timmy card that will actually have some application in uh, constructed formats, I imagine. Yeah, and, uh, I like it a lot. I'm g- going to really enjoy consoling the pre-release players who lost to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really mean when oh, they yeah. cast that 7-7. Oh yeah, attacked you when you died. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, it is bullshit, you're right. <laughs> Next up then we have Jaya Fiery Negotiator. It's two red red for Legendary Planeswalker Jaya. Uh, she has four abilities. So plus one, create a one one red monk creature token with prowess. Minus one, exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them, you may play that card this turn. Minus two, choose target creature and opponent controls. Whenever you attack this turn, Jaya Fiery Negotiator deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature. And minus eight, you get an emblem with whenever you cast a red instant or sorcery spell, copy it twice, you may choose new targets for those copies. Yeah, it's 
It's not. It's fine. It's it's yeah, by it's far and away the best Jaya they've ever printed. I think. Well, yeah, but that's not close. <laughs> that's exactly, not really exactly. a conversation uh, to have. Uh, yeah, it's not Challenger Torture Defiance. Um, I think if the if the minus one like the card advantage ability was a zero or a plus, this would be um, an extremely interesting card. Uh, the minus yeah. the minus two is cool, uh, but the fact you have to have other things in play for it to do anything kind of sucks. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it protects itself, which is which is interesting, which is nice for Planeswalker. Yeah, that's it. I, I do like I do like the plus one a lot. I think the plus one is 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 really cool. It's really good. Um, yeah, I can imagine if there is if there is like a blue red control deck maybe in standard or Jeskat control deck then it probably sees a bit of play there hmm. uh, being able to just shit out little one ones that get bigger as you counter things like that it's pretty cool but yeah immediately you think oh two red red four abilities Chandra Torture Defiance this this is not this is not yeah I guess you just flip flop between plus one and minus one right the entire time she's in play yeah yeah Plus one, if it sticks around, that's good. If not, it just chump blocks and means your giant stays in play and then you get some card advantage. Um, it's an interesting one. I like Planeswalkers that have a bunch of like choices and we're not just obviously spamming the plus one or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an interesting design and it's nice to see a maybe playable Jaya after original Dominaria 1 that I always forget exists because it's shit and War of the Spark just, 1 that does yeah, nothing. So. Truly awful. Truly, <laughs> Truly a terrible magic just, card. Just, both of them are bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> not very good cards. Yeah, it's a, sh- it's a shame that they've given uh, one of the coolest magic characters uh, such dog shit magic cards. But yeah, yeah this one's uh, this one's interesting. Um, probably unplayable anywhere outside of maybe a bit of standards, but it's a cool one. Yeah, no, I certainly like it. Well, speaking of unplayable cards, next up then we have Temporal Firestorm, three red red for a sorcery. Has kicker one and a white, and or kicker one and a blue. Uh, choose up to X creatures and or planeswalkers where you control, where X is the number of times the spell was kicked. Those permanents phase out. Temporal Firestorm deals five damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Cool. It's 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 an hour of devastation, right? Five on a deal five. It is. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is fine. Uh, historically, an underwhelming card, but it sees some play in. Uh, Pioneer and did did in standard, and then has a cool kicker ability that can save your own things. A kind of nice top down design as well. So Jai's going to yeah. do a big firestorm, and Teferi's like, "Hang on, let me, let me jump in and save one of them." Um, which is cool. It's nice to see the return of different colored kicker costs for cards. Yeah, that's what I really like about it. The uh, the, see, the the three colors that we got there, we've got the Jeskai colors going on. I presume we'll see a cycle of these. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think the card's good, but I do think that it's cool that we are seeing that multicolored kicker thing in the set. Uh, I hope that's the sign of of the rest of the of rest of the the set. Really, it's interesting. So it doesn't have multi kicker, but you can kick it twice, right? Twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't so it's not multi kicker. Yeah, it, it's but... it's kicker one and a white and, and or... or one and a blue. Yeah, yeah. So you can so the X is always equal to one or zero, one or two. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it's cool. With Teferi in the back being like, hang on, <laughs> let me save this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a shit card, but it's it's a cool design. And, uh, yeah, totally. I, I like it. Next up then we have Lanoir Lumpspeaker. One in the green for a 1-3 Elf Druid. Has tap, add one mana of any colour. Or tap, target land you control becomes a 3-3 elemental creature with haste until end of turn. It's still a land, activate only as sorcery. Speaking of shit cards... 
Yeah, one's not so great, <laughs> is it? Real bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, two mana, uh, two mana mana docks are historically bad. Um, I guess this is kind of interesting in a pioneer Jessica Ascendancy deck, right? No. Okay. Yeah, quite, <laughs> quite, quite possibly. Not really. Like, I mean, it's a silver character that doesn't have hexproof, so it's a paradise druid. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes another thing a creature, I guess. So you can have two attackers if you go off with just uh, that, so. which is I, like that's possibly interesting because this tap this to make a, a land into a creature, and then you cast a thing with just and it's in a tap this, so then you have two attackers. That's kind of cool. Yeah, maybe this just replaces Paradise Druid in those decks. Um, yeah, I don't it, think it does though. I think the pex proof for Paradise Druid is just, yeah, just better. Yeah, there's absolutely no way. I was just trying to make this card sound compelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, boring and a bit shit, but that's fine. I like when cards have Llanowar in the name. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least we got our, we got our buy a box promo card there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Which again, I, look, I'd rather they do this than another Nexus debate debacle. No, no, I like um, Impervious Great Worm. That's, that's yeah. what I like. <laughs> yeah. A card that's not in the set that no one knows exists because it's just bad. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's bad. <laughs> and that's all I have to say on the matter, I think. Yeah, at least the art's cool in the Buy Box promo version. Sure. Nice, nice Vulcan Barger art. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, champ. <laughs> and then the other cards that we got, we got the basics from the set as well. So we're going to get um, regular basics, but then alongside of that, like I think we've seen in, in most sets now, we also have a nice suite of full art basics. These are a lovely stained glass design. And they uh, they don't really evoke a fraction of emotion in me than, than they should, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe we're dead inside, or maybe these are just overdone and kind of boring. Um... Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I like objectively love everything about these i love all of like the subtle details like the like the, the angel feathers on the plains you've got like the the raven on the swamp like there's loads of really cool like things little easter eggs hidden things in all of these cards but like every every set has full art basics like they don't mean anything anymore so they just don't have that cool surprising factor anymore yeah and then like for me like my personal preference and basic lands there's already like I don't think you're ever going to get better than the Okua lands from, from Kamagawa so yeah they, I, I have very little reason to get excited about these I guess it's nice which is a, it's a shame because they are objectively really cool really beautiful art yeah yeah I guess it's nice to have options for non-weaves right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they're really nice but I'm never going to use them it's it's a remember Battle of Zendikar when they finally did a return to Fallout Basics and everyone was like whoa this is really yeah. cool and now you see like the most stunning art you've ever seen in your entire life, and you go, huh, okay. And that's it. That's the only reaction it really garners, is that it's incredible art, but it, it, full art basics are a dime a dozen, so you don't really care anymore. Yeah. And it's a shame. Yeah, I... I, I, re- I really hope that like newer and casual players really do care about this stuff. Like, and, and yeah, that way, just like the, it's for someone. The weird old jaded players now. Yeah. Because yeah. like, they are objectively really cool, really nice amazing cards but they just yeah they just don't evoke anything from me which is is a real shame yeah I mean, like if they if they brought these these out in 2016 in just a project or like original dominaria like if these had been an original dominaria out of nowhere we got these i would have been like whoa like completely lost my shit over these but yeah yeah no, they, it's just a I different mean, world we live in unfortunately i think the problem is i just uh 
when I started playing the Zendikar Basics were the most recent Full Art Lands, and they're therefore they're yeah. the Full Art Lands to me. And everything else, like they look. I mean, some of the New Capenna art it, is cool. I don't love the setting of New Capenna, but some of the Art Deco Full Art Basics are sweet. But I would never yeah, use that's them it. because like, they don't mean anything to me. They're just kind of nice pieces of art yeah. I see occasionally. Objectively, very nice bits of art. Does nothing for me. Yeah, I mean that's most that's most uh, like secret layers, like alternate art treatments. But yeah, this is nice, but it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. Sweet. But yeah, I think you know, from what little we've seen of the set so far, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about it. I think they they'll do something special. Like the last time they were, there, like Domino was almost a perfect set. Um, I think they're going to be. Obviously, we'll put a lot of a lot of work and effort into making this, you know, live up to the, uh, live up to the mantle. It's, it's pretty big shoes to fill. I think um, we don't think Richard Garfield came back for this this one, which was obviously the, the big draw last time. Was like, okay, we got Richard Garfield to come in, and then out of nowhere, just invent sagas, like <laughs> just managed wasn't to revolutionize like a, the game. Wasn't that like a really old design that he had from like pretty much? Yeah, so it. That... it it's it's kind of how how we wanted planeswalkers to be originally, and kind of wanted them to play like their own like their own game within a game. Um, yeah, and just was like, <laughs> oh, here's this old thing that I that I tried to do ages ago, but couldn't quite figure out. We could just do this, and then kind of change magic forever. Twenty five years later, like yeah, I mean, sagas uh, the best new design. Mine's a genius. Yeah. Oh yeah, far and away. Yeah, it's a shame he's not really done anything good since. Keyforge yeah. was okay, and Artifact was not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think he has really done any... I mean, he's done nothing sort of noteworthy, really, which is a shame. I mean, I'm sure he's done some fantastic, like, academic papers. I mean, he's done a bunch a, of, like, actual doctor. pretty cool uh, pretty cool board games, I think, but n- none of them have hit anywhere near as hard as uh, Magic the Gathering, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely not. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to this set. Um, none of these cards really spark that much joy, but that's standard sets these days, I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It feels weird because, like, again, I, I'm somebody who hasn't played standard for quite a while. I mean, Dominaria was in standard the last time I played standard and cared about it. Um, so yeah, it, it is weird to kind of feel like this whole area of the game that I just don't really care about anymore, and seeing all of these cards and being like, huh. Well, I'm never going to play these, or I'm never going to see these. So it's weird to sort of come to terms with that aspect of it. But I, yeah. I, I think this the set's going to be good. I've got a lot of love for for Dominaria, and yeah, I've got a, love, a lot of love for all the the gimmicks and the way they're handling the set so far. I do love a gimmick. Can't wait to see the rest of it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Really love a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the in the time since we last did an episode, there was uh, uh, there was another gimmick announced, but I, I think we saved that for another episode. What gimmick was that? Uh, that would be that would be stickers. Oh fuck yeah! Oh god. Yeah. I have some feelings, but I think we saved that for oh, another yeah, we time. Oh yeah, we don't have time to get into that argument currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that note, is there anything you want to hit before we call it a day today? Uh, no. Cool. I guess I guess briefly we should talk about the uh, legends. Though I guess the box toppers. Uh, Legends Retold. 
So that was another thing that they announced on the stream was that uh, Dominaria United is going to feature 20 promo box stoppers. So obviously as well as you buy a box promo, you are going to get a box stopper inside your box. These are Legends Retold. So these are 20, as they say, beefed up versions of legendary creatures from Legends. So we've seen three of them so far. We've seen uh, Jasmine Boreal of the Seven. We've seen Ramirez de Pietro of Pelja and Tor Walkie the Younger. Obviously, callbacks from their original uh, cards that appeared in Legends. Um, so we have Jasmine Boreal in Legends originally was five mana, so three green white for a four five, uh, with, <laughs> with no no abilities. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, so the the Legends retold version is is now one green white for two four. It has tap. Add green white. Spend this mana only to cast creature spells with no abilities. Creatures to control with no abilities can't be blocked by creatures with abilities. Found your so it's, uh, it's a nice Miranda Petroglyphs Tribal Commander. Hell yeah! So it's a nice throwback there. Uh, Ramirez de Pietro obviously was was three, <laughs> three blue black black for a four three with first strike. Incredible. Uh, is now two blue black for a four three. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you lose two life and create two treasure tokens. Whenever one or more pirates you control deal combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled. So really calling back to the fact that he was a pirate and nothing to do with the original oh, yeah. card, I guess. <laughs> Considerably better, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then original Torwauki was two black black red for a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, it has tap, deals two damage to target attacking or blocking creature. Uh, the the reborn version is three black red for a three three with reach and lifelink, and if another source you control would deal non combat damage to a permanent or player, it deals that much damage plus one to that permanent player instead. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Torwaki the Younger deals two damage to any target. Yep, that's better. Just considerably better across the board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, the but difference cool. between nineteen ninety four and two thousand twenty two, right? Yeah, hell of a hell of a difference. I, I, again, it's just another gimmicky thing, gimmicky callback that they're they're doing to the, I guess, the original legend set. But I, I really like it. I really like it. Looking forward to seeing what they do with with uh, Angus Angus McKenzie. Oh, they're redoing Angus McKenzie. I, I would assume so. So they're doing it for twenty. There's going to be twenty of them. And they're all based on legends from from legends. Oh, I assumed it was just going to be all the shit on common ones or whatever. Uh I mean, it, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I guess it will be. So it'll be like, yeah, Gerard of the Closed Fist, Stang. Yeah, well, they've already. Oh, done... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see a new take on Stang. Yeah, I mean, Stang was kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, Princess Lucretia, the uh, three black, blue, blue for a five-four. Tap, add blue to your mana pool. Perfect colour wheel design. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they do all of these. Uh, they were some very interesting designs. Uh, yeah, we're going to see how they how they do them again. Now, like, I wonder if if if, if we will see some like actual cool legendary characters like Sulkanar the Swamp King come back. We can hope. We can, we can. Awesome. Cool. I think that's all we have time for this week. Come, let us know your thoughts and feelings on Domino United. Are you excited? Are you going to be buying <laughs> hundreds of collector boosters? They trying to open that tabernacle that you could have just just bought for the the amount of money that you're going to spend on opening 
awful, awful cards. But then, uh, but then know your th- if I did that, I wouldn't also get a bunch of foils that turned into Pringles as soon as I opened them. Yeah, this is true. This is true. We opened some Double Masses 2022, and I accidentally left them on the desk for, over the weekend, and some of them are literally bent in half. It's insane. Some of them have curled, oh. like, non-uniformly, so, like, just the top left corner has curled, like, all the way around. Yeah. It's in- genuinely impressive. <laughs> wow. It's like, how shit the cards yeah, are. Yeah. I, I only opened one pack of, of the set. I haven't really seen a lot of the cards. I don't know how bad the foilings are, but, yeah, I opened that. Yeah. That one pack got the uh, Splinter Fright and Necrotic Ooze was like, nah, I've, I've been scammed enough for this. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I mean, me done. The foiling itself looks fine. Um, like, it, the like collector boosters, the, the foils don't look uh, horrendous like they have done for previous standard sets. Like, you know, they're like really dull foils. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, the black ink just hasn't taken. Um, but yeah, I, there was a, a Glow Spore Shaman. Is that what it's called? Green and the Black. It wasn't, a, yes. it wasn't uncommon yeah, yeah. in guilds or whatever. Uh, yeah, like the top left corner. I've just li- literally opened from a pack, put on a play mat, and left for two days. And the top left of the card has just like curled back. Brilliant. It's, Brilliant. it's insane. I don't know how the people manage that. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, come let us know your thoughts and feelings on everything we've talked about. Dominar United, Double Masters Foils. Come let us know what your experience has been. And get us on social media. On Twitter, we're at HFDcast. Facebook.com slash Devastation. Or if you've really enjoyed anything in the episode would like to give back in a monetary value, you can get us up at Patreon. You're at patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start from as little as one dollar per month. That's roughly twenty twenty five cents per episode. The podcast is brought to you by manalink.com. You can go and use promo code HFT five to get five percent off your whole order. We also have uh, a regional championship qualifier on the twenty eighth of this month. It's modern. It's thirty five pounds. And our cap is sixty four, so there's probably still places. Nice. Play one of the only non-Pioneer RCQs available this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want to follow me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I'm at PeachGardenOaf. That's Oaf with an F. Facebook, Joe Loudon. And pretty much any of the magic groups you'll see me around. Also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch. We're at twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOaf. Do a lot of Cube. We do a lot of, of Explorer recently. Uh, casting the Sea Trinos. It, it's a good fun time. Come hang out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GeneSneeler. Nice. Just trying not to go on that goddamn website. Yeah, yeah, like I like I said last time, just curate that content, use it as an escape. I can't. It's near impossible yeah. these days. It's understandable. It's gotten to the point where even people who are non-political, which is a ridiculous statement, um, have to what, you mean Nazis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much have to have to post about horrendous, depressing bullshit every now and again. Um, yeah, yeah. I still post stuff. It's just I'm not on it as much anymore. Yeah, understandable, understandable. Yeah. Cool. On that note, that's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. See, so see you again next time on Hour of Devastation. <laughs>